I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Welcome to the Dune Saga Podcast. I'm David Bolton. I'm Scott Hertzai. And I'm Jim Arrowwood. We're back with more Dune news for the movie. There's more? Can you believe it? There is. Not a ton, but there's some, and there's some that I think we should uh, bear some discussion tonight. Oh, boy. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, not not a lot of books. As you know, if you listen to the show for the long haul, that we have been, a, we start out as really the book podcast in the Dune universe, but, and we did the movies along the way and some listener feedback, but now, now, we have... We're talking about the movie. We're anticipating yeah. the movie coming in uh, November 2020. Can't come fast enough. And as dude news drops, we will be bringing it to you. Yeah, by Dennis Vuzu. Oh, wait. Vuzu Vuzella? We're going to get hate again. Vuzu Vuzella. Vuzu Vuzu Jim, help us. Okay. Villanueva. Villanueva. Okay. Villanueva. So there you go. Villanueva and Facebook. We're going to get haters. Is it Dennis? Or is it Dennis? Oh, it's just Dennis. It's probably okay. Dennis. <laughs> we'll just go with Dennis. So, all right. Well, talking I, I, about... Talk, go ahead. I, I hope I'm right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were corrected on Facebook. I'll read some of those comments a little bit later on. Okay. Um, but okay. probably the biggest uh, piece of news that dropped in the past weeks is that not only are we getting the movie, mm-hmm. the movie two or movies. two, the two, two movies, movies yeah. Um the first one coming November 2020, but as a companion to those movies, we are also getting Dune, the Sisterhood, I believe. It was, yeah, it's called Dune, the Sisterhood. Uh, the story of the Bene Gesserits is going to be a TV series that's going to act as a companion to the 2020s Dune. Do you think so, we're uh, talking prequel here, like Sisterhood of Dune prequel? So, so here's the news. Well, here's the news yeah. we have about it. It'll be directed by... Dennis Villanueva. The the pilot. uh, The pilot, Will. Villanueva, um, who will be the director. It will release on Warner Media's yet-to-be-released streaming service, though no premiere date has been announced, which I... uh, Really, we need another streaming service. Just tag into one of the ones that we already have. Um, And actually, they start the article, and this is really busting some people's chops, by saying it's no secret that Star Wars is actually a complex tapestry of influences. So they start by linking it into Star Wars, <laughs> which uh, many of Do fans hated back yeah. there doing it. Um, but the director responsible for bringing Frank Herbert's masterwork to the big screen is exploring the, the st- one of Star Wars' most direct influences, the Bene Jesuit, which I think the Jedi came from the Bene Jesuit. At least that's what they're saying here. Um, and it will explore the secret matriarchal order of the Bene Jesuit. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and he says, it was always been fascinating to me, focusing on a series around the powerful order of women seemed not only relevant and inspiring, but a dynamic setting for a television series. Um, and again, so uh, 
we're assuming that you know who the Benny Jesuit are, but they actually explain who the Benny Jesuit are here. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it could be really cool if it's done like Sisterhood was. Well, yeah. Well, and yeah. Or even if it's just modern. Well, I mean, if it's coherent well, it's, to like where the movies are. So I guess you know this is one of the big questions: Where are they pulling the material from? Are they pulling yeah. it from like Sisterhood? Are they pulling it from the other books that we got and? You know, the poisoning of Harkin, you know, the, the, the whole thing, right? Right. And it could easily tie in. Right. Interesting. It's, you know, if it, it could have, it would have been cool even if it was like a little bit later and it was the series was focused on like the Duncan clones uh, or the Golas. It, you know, it, 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 that could have been really interesting too. I, I think there's a lot of potential for this, this series. Almost too much potential. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so what they're saying is they're expecting the show to debut uh, to debut on the Warner Media streaming site, uh, which I guess is set to launch late this year, and they expect this to be out before the movie, kind of to prime the pump. Is what they're saying. Yeah. Um, hmm. It'll be interesting to see like how they use voice. Yeah. And to see how that plays in. I know. So, so uh, what do you guys think? A Ben and Jesuit TV series? I'm on board. You're on board with it, Jim. It. How about you? What do you think of this? Uh, I could take it or leave it. I don't think I'm going to subscribe to another service just to see it. Yes, and I think that that's probably where I'm at. Like, I'll wait till it gets into one of the other streaming services. Yeah, if it ever does. Yeah, I might wait until no, it's I, reviewed. Yeah. But you know what? See, I, maybe, I've, maybe because, already, maybe because we are the Dune Saga podcast, we're gonna have to a sh- one shared account. <laughs> That's how we get around it. <laughs> All right, one account for the someone's got to take a hit for the team so we can watch it and then review it on the show. Because come on, there you go. That's more material for us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it 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 just it's getting a little scary. The direction that. TV's going. I know there's a lot of people that say, well, you're seeing the the future of what television's going to be like. Well, so if you have every major studio and every major network um, putting out their their own thing and you have to subscribe to everything, it's going to be the same amount of money as it is to uh, subscribe to Dish Network. You're not gaining anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here are some of the listeners' comments about this article and what we just talked about. Um, so Julie Hatfield said, wow, I love Dune. And it's no secret that George Lucas was inspired by Dune in his, I'm going to say the Bene Jesuit are not Jedi, nor are they anything in particular like the Jedi. They are cool. And I look forward to the series, but Jedi, not even close. Mm-hmm. So that was her thought. And people kind of resonated. Uh, Thorts and Franks said Jedi Sith, forget the star Wars references. They don't even come close. Um, Sean Overton said, not Jedi in any way, in any concept. Um, and then Matt Wilson said, oh, no, the Bene Jesuit are not Jedi, not even close. If the article can't get that right, it's not worth reading. So yeah. I feel like the people writing the article don't know about Dune, and we're just trying to grasp at some sort of analogy, mainstream analogy. We're going to get a lot of mainstream clinging to this movie, I think, where they're just trying to make it. Compare it to Game of Thrones, compare it to to Star Wars, compare it to whatever that like is popular just to try and 
so make I guess it the fit. question is, is, is this bad? I mean, people love Star Wars, and if they aren't, dude, if there's that comparison, like, oh, yeah, I'll see it. It's kind of like a Star Wars movie. Like, from that <laughs> end of things, from that end of things, from the marketing end of things, if it gets people to experience the Dune world. Mm-hmm. Star, I, Star Wars is not in a good place right now. I don't want to be compared to Star Wars. Well, no, and I hear that, but uh, there's a lot of hype about the rise of Skywalker. We'll see. Yeah. But. I just don't get too bent out of shape over stuff like that. I mean, if you want to, if, if that's all you have to do is sit around and, and make comparisons like that or whatever, more power to you. I hope you have a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's like it, they're, they're two different things. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars is is nowhere near as complex as Dune is, as we well know. Right. And, uh, and I think I agree with you, David. This is just somebody reaching for something, looking for a congruity between something that I don't right. know may or may or may not exist. I mean, there is there are a few uh, things in the article. You know, in Star Wars, Obi-Wan famously uses a Jedi mind trick to trick stormtroopers into thinking that these are not the droids you're looking for. Right. In Dune, the Bene Gesserit used the voice to control others, though yeah, it absolutely. doesn't work on everyone. You know, there there's a couple of things here. Oh, well, that's kind of neat to think about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I get that. I get that. Um, yeah. Uh, I think they're saying that what the, the sense I get from what people are saying is that Dude is in another is like levels above Star Wars, and to compare it to Star Wars dumbs it down. It brings it right. down. But Dune is no. much stronger, and that's kind of what I'm getting from what people are saying. And mm-hmm. yes, Dune Dune is way up there uh, in the tower of science fiction, if not if not the top floor, yeah. at least one of the top five floors. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. So, but, but at the same time, you know, uh, Star Wars is horribly popular and, um, you know, if it gets somebody interested and in try to look at it and maybe even lead them to the book, you know, we're making assumptions about this is going to be a great movie and we don't know. It may be just as big a flop. Oh, uh, it may as, suck. You know, we, yeah, have, yeah. we obviously, we obviously have the highest hopes, but right. Yeah. I think I think we've got expectations a little high, mostly probably because of the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the writer, the writers have the potential. So if they can pull it off, and they certainly have great source material. So yeah. Mm. the The only thing that gives me hope that it's going to be probably better than average is the fact that Brian Herbert is signed off on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and so what? One more thing that was said in that chat was the uh, um, by Corbos who said, "Don't you guys dare butcher Dennis's name again when you make another podcast." I refer to my previous comments on your post because linking videos specifically about how to pronounce it twice should be enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we talked about the hype for this movie, but let me get you really hyped. Yeah, well, movie. before you uh, go on, Kerbos Cur- has a big smiley face on on his post. So <laughs> he was just picking at us. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we we need it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this hype machine. 
Oh, go ahead. All right. Hype machine. Go ahead. Hype. Are you ready hype. for this? Hype. This is probably the most hype that we can is get. Is it like shirtless hype? It's, I'm going to take my shirt off right now. Whoop, whoop. You, watch out. Jim, pack Yo. your bags and plan your trip because Dune has a release date of November 20th, 2020, which means the preview night is November 19th, which is my birthday. And if it's in IMAX, Penn Cinema will be throwing a 400-person IMAX birthday party for Dune, for me. You need to be here. Get your butt to Pennsylvania, Jim. Anyone else? And you have to know. You happen to know the guy that runs Penn Cinema. Yeah. So if (laughs) if, if, we talked about it this week on the Penn Cinema podcast, which is a podcast I do uh, about movies uh, weekly, and, and we're doing this. So... We're going to get a big cake. Everyone's going to get cake. It's going to be a big party. November 19th, 2020. Jim, pack your bags. You better be here or be square. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll see if I can get my mom to write a note to my superintendent so I can get out of school that day. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you do. Get a note from your mom <laughs> to your superintendent. You want me to call him? Yo, do you know about Dune? Because <laughs> let me tell you about Dune you and my birthday. You, you know how far you'll get? How far? About the same, dis- the same distance I get on my sandworm. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. man. Well, it's a good dream. Yeah. But I'm saying anyone else who wants to come That'd to Lancaster. That'd be awesome. Uh, I'll be party. there. Scott's, I will be there. Scott's going to be there. I will be He'll there. bring the fam. Or I'll bring maybe the fam. Maybe, uh. Maybe Kiefer, PG yeah. thirteen movie. I can bring him to that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be an adventure. So in other news, that maybe has just as height. What? Jason Momoa wrapped up his filming of Dune for the first two movies. Yeah. It, not that there's a whole lot of him. <laughs> right, because after all, what happens to Duncan Hydo in these movies? Yeah. And maybe he's only in the first one. Yeah, well, they, they're they speculating that at the end of the first one, the potential climactic point will be the death of Duncan Idaho. Yeah, that's how um, the miniseries did the end of the first episode, too. Yeah. Uh, so they just said, the, the little note says, I love this. The actor posted a photo to his Instagram with the hashtag, that's a wrap, and Dune done, and also Slayer and Anthrax were there. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> Not that's sure. What that was, not sure what that's about, but, um, but yeah. So they're just uh, that he dies. So um, we'll see. And he is in the sequels because what they clone him, Gola. Yeah, yeah. Which is different than cloning. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm making the Star Wars reference. There's going to be hate. Okay. <laughs> There's going to be hate coming down you on the Dune the Saga between podcast. A clone and a Gola. And a Gola. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Zach Slottle tanks. That's right. That, but. Uh, I read that, um, shoot, the guy from the Ant-Man movies. Oh, yes. He chimed in and said that uh, Dennis Vuzavuzela's movie <laughs> is, extremely, uh, is extremely loyal to the book. Well, we're going to get to that. Yeah. I want to get, before we get to that, because that's also, that's like your next story here. Okay. But uh, people did comment on this. Oh, okay. So I thought we might as well read the yeah. comments since we're talking about Let's it. Let's hit it. Uh, Jim, do you want to read some of the comments? Are you on that? Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. Maybe we can take every let's other see. one. Yeah. Web, web 
Christian said, well, we know how long Duncan will be in the episode one, unless they spent some of this time mapping his body for CGI play. I guess so. Well, maybe. And then, uh, <laughs> other one, uh, Philip Yoakum said, Aquaman on the desert planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got Aquaman in the desert in the movie. Uh, that's true. Dominic Roy said, I hope it's so successful they even do a God Emperor Dune. Oh, please. Mm. That would be amazing. I have people that swear that that is their favorite Dune book. Yeah. I mean, who? I don't know. Me? Well, you, and then <laughs> I have a Don Bender who helped me start the Sci Fi Diner. It was oh, his. Wow. His one, so. And then Emilio Rodriguez said, okay, like four scenes for Jason <laughs> yeah. Momoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. Yeah, $10 million, four scenes. Yeah, it might be. Like it's, <laughs> it's his name, though, I guess, his name that kind of puts it. He cut his hair for it, too. Uh, well, his hair's long in the video with Slayer and Anthrax, so oh. it grew back awfully fast. So. So you were making reference to what? Go ahead. Bring up the story you were about to talk about. Um, the gentleman from Ant-Man who plays Peter Device, I believe. Yeah. Um, he said that this movie is very true to Frank Herbert's writing, which my initial reaction was excited. And then the more I thought of it, I was like, ah, I'm so nervous about how this is going to translate. And I don't know if that's a good thing because it's, it's uh Dune is a very cerebral book story. Yeah. And intricate. Yes. Yeah. And and I would have said although I don't think it was true to the story but um David Lynch's was tried to be very cerebral and the result in my opinion was catastrophic. Yes. So you know, it, it's it's hard. It's a hard. It's a hard sell to see how they'll do it. But the, one of the quotes from the guy you were just saying, you know, this Dash Malakilin or whatever yeah, his name a, says, I can't really discuss much about the script or plot itself, but I can tell you that the old phrase "true to the spirit" are honoring the spirit of implies. Mm. So I mean, this is kind of um, that's like the Wheel of Time series coming down the pike. Um, Brandon Sanderson said, well, it honors the spirit of Jordan. It's not going to be like exactly like the books. And that's just when people say true to the spirit of or honoring the spirit of it, that's the way it feels to me. Yeah. It's not going to be exact because it's hard to make such a cerebral thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like look at Lord of the Rings. I feel that's true to the spirit. Right. But, absolutely. Yeah. But And what he says, he says, quite honestly, I haven't even seen the most recent version of the script, but the way that Dennis has talked about the film and what I've seen, it's absolutely true to and in honor of everything Frank put in the novel. Uh, Dennis is just so fearless of a man. He makes choices and he goes to places that we need right now as audiences. So Hmm. um, he's using the source material, not Lynch's movie, which is good. Hmm. Um. The um, the actor promised the level of maturity and complexity in Herbert's writing would be reflected in the adaptation. So, I mean, that's kind of what's being said. Yeah. It's so, good. Uh, it's good stuff. It's positive. My worry is not over what he's saying, but over the per- perception of, other, of how that'll turn out, I guess. I don't know. I'm just worried. Yeah. In a world where David Lynch's movie didn't... Uh, 
exist and just the sci-fi ones did, I might not be worried. But again, I think the miniseries did a better job. I, I, we've you, talked about you it. We talked about it. Did a better job at it. The not perfect by any means. Oh, it's no, it's not perfect. But no, uh, no, 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 but no. certainly better than Lynch's. Yeah. Um, I I think now see Dennis Lynch's original movie was actually four hours long. Well, how could you make it shorter? Right. I mean, really. They, uh, well, the original movie was four hours long, and they cut it back from there for for the release in 1984. Hold on, here's so, here, here's where the loop master now, starts defending Hodorowsky. <laughs> so now if. if if Villanueva already realizes that we're going to have to make two movies out of this, then he's already on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. Yeah. Uh, Josh Stett said, who's, uh, you know, on the Facebook page, said, as long as they have plenty of weirding modules and Paul makes it rain at the end, I'll be happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's making me angry. Uh, um. And Miles Grab says, "Grab, Grab." I might be mispronouncing your name, but I said, "I'll believe it when I see it." But it'll be nice to see. Mm. And then Cato, and how Mc- can this be? Yeah, he is the Quizat Hadarak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Cato uh, uh, McNichol says, "As long as the Sandworms don't have those Sonic the Hedgehog teeth, it's all good." Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my! My word! Yeah. So the only other, <laughs> yeah, the only other piece of news that we have, unless you guys have anything else, was that a teaser poser, pose, a poser, a teaser poster for uh, Villanueva's Dune re- uh, was revealed at a licensing expo, mm. and um, it's really nothing. No, it's like half a poster. Yeah, it's like not even. It's not anything, right? Yeah, they revealed it with a Godzilla poster, and like the Godzilla poster looks like a real poster, and this just looks like I don't know what. It's just dunes, hey. right? Right. It's just dunes. Oh well. But gotta build hype when you can. Yeah, hey. You know? Hey, the poster. Ooh. Ooh. Poster. Yeah, but the rea- he, like we said, we don't know anything about the movie. Right. Everything the wrappings and like all the parts are there to make it a phenomenal movie. But will the chemistry happen? Yeah. Will it will it happen? We'll see. You can give me all the ingredients, but I might not be able to make you a pie. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I I remain uh I'm cautiously optimistic. optimistic. Oh, me too. Me too. Uh, but but again, the reality is uh, we won't know and won't be able to make any judgment until a trailer drops and uh that's not even any, uh, telling necessarily. No. Cuz we know how trailers uh help movies we were just talking about star trek beyond and mm. how the trailers for that movie did not help the movie oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah they were terrible yeah and then the movie ended mm-hmm. up being pretty the best of the three uh new movies in my opinion mm. yeah uh but it's not yeah. yeah it's nothing like the trailers anyway yeah but anyways we'll see so is there anything else i'm missing as far as that's going on in the uh the dune world that we're uh the Dooneyverse. The Dooneyverse. The the Doonadine. Oh, wait, that's a different thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Not that I can remember. I mean, the biggest news was the birthday thing, obviously. So, we can top that. 
Oh, I know that. No one, obviously. Yeah, and so like I'm looking at Dune News, there's literally nothing. I was like, like, ooh, the Star Trek signs found on Mars. That's <laughs> it. So that's popping oh, up with that. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, what so, Richard Hoagland Hoagland at it at it again? We're seeing yeah, faces. Yeah. I suppose now it's Spock's face on Mars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, oh, I know, I know. Uh, hey, this article says uh, Villeneuve's Dune stays absolutely true to the novel. Oh, Ooh, what does that mean? Absolutely true. What do they do with all the heady, like the internal dialogue? It's gonna be like it's gonna be swaths of them standing on the dunes, just have. The guy internal dialogue, internal, internal monologue, and I'll be like, yeah. "Oh, please, no!" <laughs> next, next, it'll be next. It'll be this is the story that Frank Herbert really wanted to write. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. These are taken from the actual notes of Frank Herbert, and not yeah. the novel itself. <laughs> yeah. See, it, what's going to happen is, is this is everybody's going to try to up the game a little bit. Yeah. All oh, right. Right. The hype is gonna is gonna be way bigger than the movie is. Yeah. Well, see, that, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Are, Go ahead. Are there are actually Dune fans? Have they read the book? Do they even know about, or is it just because they've heard about it, you know, or someone told them about it? Have they actually read the book? I feel like our fans commenting have definitely read the book. Oh yeah, they yeah. Yeah, d- they definitely have. Definitely, have. I'm sure I, there's people out there who I just mean like in lips. general. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean in general. I mean, or is this like, well, they screwed it up uh, in '84, and they did okay, but not so great for PBS, and Joe Dorowski went broke trying to do it. Yeah, and so now we get this, and it's like, eh, I don't know. It's funny because because one of the things when I report do news on on the Penn Cinema podcast is is uh, my co-host Penn's always like, if we went downstairs into the lobby of the theater right now and we asked the next hundred people walking in what they thought of the new Dune movie, how many of them would a know what Dune was or b know that there was a movie coming out? And if you're honest, you're like probably not a lot, probably not many the Dune fans, right? Yeah, at this point, yeah. Yeah, and if maybe if there, I would, yeah, I would have to agree because I think Frank Herbert's book for the vast majority of today's sci-fi fans is is not going to appeal to them because it is too slow. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. It plods, and it contemplates, and it requires thought on the part of the reader whereas what we want now is we want explosions and lots of action and 50 things going on all at the same time with great looking people in the movies and all that stuff and i don't i think time has passed dune by for the vast majority of the public which is unfortunate because I think that uh, the message of Dune, you know, one of the things is we went through the Dune books and we read them is that the, the message of Dune remains very relevant to today. Oh boy. Even yeah. more so than it did then. Oh, I know. We, because look at what's happening with our planet. Oh yeah. You know, I'm, I don't want to get into some big debate about 
global warming or anything like that, but, uh, you know, scientific evidence is showing our, our climate is changing and it's not going to be good for a lot of people. And, uh, that's what Dune's all about is conservation and taking care of where you live. Oh yeah. Yeah. And even the early books, like dealing with technology and the, uh, Erasmus and all and that, and all that the uh, how we're, we're heading toward a uh, world that's not all that different. Yeah, and I and I, <laughs> I know it, you, it's not like Dune doesn't have the action and the things going on all over the place or or that it's just like it's just especially starting out. It's very much slower paced, which I think thing. is why if someone were to say, "Hey, I want to get into Dune today," um. If they were, if I knew that they were very cerebral and like to de- delve into the meat, yeah, Dune, fine. But I might steer them more to, you know, the Machine Crusade and let's start, let's start the beginning have, and yeah. and get to books that have good messages but maybe aren't quite as heady. Which I think is one of the complaints that people, ha- our listeners, had about, you know, Brian, you know, Herberts and Kevin J. Anderson's books, right. They do have a more mass appeal, I feel. Um, but they do have more mass appeal in this book. I had a student that was in uh, my sci- my uh, science fiction course that I teach who elected to read this Dune book and got through it, but had the dickens of the time. And, and it was a slog fest for him, and he hated it. Right. Mm. Right. So, I mean, I was, I was glad that he took it. And I said, this book is the science fiction you see today comes because of this book right but you think right. maybe if he read it again after he has a little more life experience uh yeah maybe maybe he might appreciate it more right yeah i don't know because it's like you're it's ninth grade right i don't know this would be this anyway anywhere up to seniors but okay. regardless it's a it's a tough book yeah it is it is, so, it is. So. All right. Well, well, fantastic. I think that's about it. We don't have anything else to say here. We go. No. But as you can see, our Facebook page is fairly active. So feel free to hit us up there. Yeah, just, just look for the Dune Saga podcast. On Correct Facebook. the way we pronounce names again. Yeah. You know, you can shoot us an email, Dune Saga podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, you can hit us up on, on Twitter. Uh, you can correct our grammar or our pronunciation of names please do please do uh (laughs) now for those long-term listeners you might be saying what are you guys doing we all have other projects we have a project together where we continue to read and review books called the orbital sword you can find us orbitalsword.com or uh on facebook under the same name orbital sword um we also have individual shows Scott, what are you doing with yourself outside of the Orbital Sword and Dune? Uh, so really, it's a sci-fi diner. Yeah. That's the essential one. Um, I have a few others that crop up every so often, but sci-fi diner really is is it. What's, what's the site for that? Uh, sci-fi diner podcast.com. Not oh. the sci-fi dining at Disney, Disney uh, but. Okay. Um, we did get some comments. Before we go and wrap up too much, we did get some comments on our website. Okay. So I read them real quick. Uh, let's uh, do it. Yeah, do it. Okay, because it won't take long. Um, uh, guy who said, who put his name in his Hernie Gallic, Gallic said, uh, Can you spoil a movie based on a book from 1965? <laughs> 
Probably not. No. I appreciate your broad scope of things, dude, and your podcast. Keep up the great work. This is from Byron Merritt. And also from Byron, I'm wondering if you guys want to do any podcasting on the latest Dune TV news. Mm, well, we got it. Well, here. we got that. We did that. So very yeah. good. So. Yeah. And then. Uh, yeah. So I think. Cool. I would, so just a little bit. I wanted to kind of share that hey. before we exit out. Of here. Yeah. Now, Jim, what are you doing outside of the Dune and, and Orbital Sword? Okay. We are wrapping up. Babylon Five. We're what? we're in the last. Yes, we're in the last four episodes of of the Babylon Five series, and then we'll be moving on to uh, the movies and Crusade, and then we'll even be looking at some of the books. And that's the Babylon Project podcast with myself, Raúl Wybera, and J.P. Harvey way out there in Las Vegas. No. And uh, another project I'm with is called Bound by Honor. It is a Klingon book review podcast, and we are affiliated with the Klingon Assault Group. Very cool. And where can people find these? Just on iTunes and other uh, podcast sources? Uh, yeah, just a anywhere. As a matter of fact, we just put uh, Babylon Project Podcast on Stitcher. Oh, very cool. So Good. Very cool. And... Uh, for me, you can find me uh, over at podcast uh, .com, uh Excellent can... show. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. We're do we do. Uh, I would say it's kind of just a comical look at your current movie news. Your we review your movie trailers, and uh, every week we have a uh, seemingly short and brief review of a movie that recently came out. So uh, come visit us there. And we're right. keeping our fingers crossed for a Nebraska location. That's right. <laughs> Sam is looking for a new job. That's right. <laughs> so that about wraps us up. Uh, thanks for joining us once again for the Dune Saga podcast. I'm David Moulton. I'm Scott Herzog. And I'm Jim Arrowwood. And may Shai Hulud clear the path before you. <laughs> I love the earthiness and the yeah. nastiness. Well, yeah. say that again, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I will play the lute for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying it. <laughs> uh.